Hey everybody, hi! Welcome! It's me, your host Vince. How are you? I hope you're well. You look fine. You look alright. This is episode... Episode 200, baby! Welcome. Hello. This is a big one. Like, number-wise, a big one. I hope you guys are fine. I hope you're well. I hope you're enjoying yourselves, others, everything around you. In eight more episodes is four years of this, which is wild. Uh, So, you know, I'm celebrating for this. I'll be celebrating for that. But thank you for being here. Uh, There's a couple things that we got to talk about right away. First of which... Things have been changing for a while. Things will continue to change. Things change naturally. That being said, Kyle and I decided we think it's time to move Discord servers. There's nothing wrong with the old one. A lot of fond memories were made in that old Discord server. But, you know, if you uh, can't tell, if you haven't been here in a minute, it's just me. And I don't have full total control of the Discord server. This new one, I will. I have many of the control, uh, many of the admin powers in the current one, but there's a totally new one. So when this goes live, uh, May the 6th, we'll be migrating. You can still find the original Discord, but I'll, I'll have the link change. There will be a new Discord. I'm sorry, May the 7th, I apologize. As of May the 7th, and then you have until the end of the month to move if you'd like. The 31st of May will be the last day that the Atomic Radio Hour Discord will be open. We'll have moved to the Ghoulman Entertainment, because it's not just Old Man Vince YouTube videos. It's not just Atomic Radio Hour. It's not just Kyle and Vince Likes. It's the one umbrella. Even the Patreon, which, thank you guys, the Patreon is a, a Ghoulman Entertainment. So we're moving there. I will be nuking the, um, the, the, the Atomic Radio Hour Discord as much as I can. I can do everything but delete it. So within the next few weeks, as you'll see, it'll go away more and more and more. And I might just close the whole thing down on the 31st as far as I can. There will only be one person in there, the person who has control of the server completely, and then... You can join us. I hope to see you. I hope to see you there. If you've been here for a while, if you've been part of the Discord, like I'm going to continue to do the lore question there. This just feels right. I know it's going to be weird for like a month, maybe two, maybe three, but like we just kind of have to move. We're moving like this entire year has been like of the show since 160 something has just been a constant what what are we doing where are we going how are we changing how are we improving so please join us in the new discord there is a link in the description below to it please join us uh if you're a uh a live studio member i've never actually like talked about this on the show if you're a filmed in front of a live studio audience patreon member you get to watch, you get to listen to the show. And I think watch, I think I can stream my video. You get to watch and listen to the episode live. So the only place you're going to be able to do that is one, if you're a Patreon subscriber, and then two, if you're in the Discord. 
And you'll get to watch the episodes recorded either a Wednesday or Thursday, anywhere from 7 to 10 uh, Mountain Standard Time. You'll get to see the episodes, listen to the episodes live before anybody else. It's a fun time. Kyle and I goof around, pal around. There's a chat in there so I can reference the chat. We can talk to each other. You become part of the show, essentially, with that. And... It's a big deal for me to move. It's it's a lot. It, it means a lot because it's me continuing what I want to do. There's a lot of more things we can do with it. We can host certain things. Uh, and especially now that I have the power with Kyle. And Kyle, like, really, really understands how to use Discord. I got to get off the subject quickly. But join us, please. Be our guest in the Ghoulman Entertainment Discord. Now, if you watched... Last week's episode, you know that it was a pre-recorded episode from a while ago. So there's a couple things I didn't really get a chance to talk about. We're going to talk about them today. I'm going to hit you with two of them real quick, and then we're going to go into some lore. And then I have some fun stuff that we can talk about at the end involving Starfield. So I talked about it a couple episodes ago about the electric space daddy, Elon Musk, uh, saying that he wanted to buy Twitter, and I didn't think it was going to happen, and now it has happened. And this is just, I feel like I have to talk about this just real quick. We're going to get in, we're going to get out, don't worry. I know you're probably tired of hearing about it, but the dude spent $44 billion. $44 billion to buy the Silly Blue Bird website. That $44 billion couldn't have gone anywhere else. To get, like, There's a, a part of Africa that is running out of fresh water. And that is going to slowly happen. The dude who owns Nestle thinks fresh water is not a human God-given right. You should pay for that. We are in the dystopian era where everything is monetized. Everything is to sell advertisements. And Elon wants to make it so you can monetize a viral tweet. One of the best viral tweets I had on my old Twitter, imagine me making money from this, was me saying we should have the government give all of the homeless people phones so then they can record them fighting and then we'd have bum fights or something along those lines. And I remember it got like a hundred and change likes and a bunch of retweets and it got like seen by like a big meme page and shit. And I remember like taking a picture of like what it was and putting it in an old group chat and being like, I'm better than you guys now. Like obviously as a joke, but like, it's just silly. Like we could have maybe, I don't know, fixed some of the bridges in, in my country or like another country or, you know, just made it where we can live comfortably for a little bit and not have to worry about like, you know. The, my, my, my government, not that it's like my government, like the government, like, <laughs> keep saying that they're going to get rid of student debt. And then they're just like, ah, we'll take care of it later. Uh, we just took away a lot of women's rights in our country, in my country. Like a lot of things that like, these are real problems, but the silly bird website. Yes, yes, yes. Silly blue bird. Need, need electric me, man. To have to make to make silly bird website good website again. I don't know what voice I'm doing. I don't know. I don't really want to talk about it anymore. I don't really care. Boop pop beep pop. So next up, I want to talk about the Fallout show. We still don't know anything about it, really. <laughs> uh, but what we do know is, I actually got this tweet. I'll probably put the tweet on screen. I got this from Chad. I got this from Ken over at FChad Fallout76 on Twitter. Uh, 
a good guy. The the only reason why 76 had any kind of a story whatsoever. And honestly, thinking about it now, if there is not a reference to him or Chad or something in the series in 76, it's a crying shame. <sighs> but he tweeted out this link. Ken, my friend. He tweeted out this link saying uh, the show is called Hondo, like that's the that's the um, what's it called? The code name for it. A lot of things like uh, Star Wars's code name was Blue Harvest. For Prime Video, it's an active development. It's going to start uh, on June twentieth of two thousand and twenty-two in the year of our Lord, and the end date being August sometime in uh, the same year. And then it says log line: the future once envisioned by Americans in the late 1940s explodes explodes upon itself after a nuclear war in 2077. The showrunner, the director, the cast, Walton Goggins, Big Teeth McGee, the woman who was there, line producers, producers, uh, studio Amazon, casting director, all of this stuff. Is this real? Do not know. Utah makes me instantly think of the cons. Maybe because it's like Red Rock, the Red Rock Canyon in New Vegas. That's where I first think of. All, oh, wait. No, no. What the fuck? I'm dumb. Uh, the Mormons. Uh, New Canaan. Uh, how did I not see that one? Maybe maybe they're using it for tax reasons. Uh, I don't know if it's like it says that it's going to be shot there. It says it's the locations are New York, New Jersey, and Utah. Um, I don't know what they're gonna like, where they're gonna film in New York, because I I really hope they don't do Manhattan for the show. I really hope they don't I do that in a game. Like I feel like that's gonna be really well executed in a game because I just want to walk around a dilapidated Manhattan. I don't know the year, but like this is exciting to see. I hope Walton Goggins' teeth are a little messed up and not all big. I'm excited for this. We're probably not going to get the show to like 24. That's what I'm thinking. Because I'm thinking then the, a game will come out in 26. They'll have two years to hype. And I wonder if they'll do like a like a talking dead. They'll do like a talk out or a fall talk. I don't know. Uh, but this is exciting. This is something new. This is some news. This is something that we can look forward to. In the comments, please let me know what you think, based on these three locations, what we're going to see. I'm kind of hoping we see a New York story or like an East Coast story and a West Coast story. This woman who's in it, Ella, uh, let me see, where's Big Teeth McGee? Ella Parnell, her name almost rhymes, and I don't like that. If uh, Walty Goggs and Ella Pernell, Ella Pern, I couldn't think of something quick enough, sorry. If... Like, one is in the desert, the other is in a city. That'll be fun. I would like that. Two perspectives is cool. Or even if it's like... Whoa, hold on. What if... What if... Walton Goggins is pre-war and he's a businessman in New York and Ella Purnell is his daughter or granddaughter or niece or something. Just... He can't have sex with her. I hate that in a movie or a show where it's just like let's just force in a romance plot because i don't fucking know this is exciting i want to see it in the comments please let me know join the new discord and you can at me in there and say yo what to do homeboy this is what i think of the show and what will happen and i will talk to you and i will love you please i would like to just get into the lore but before we get into the lore 
what we have to do is we have to get into the Patreon. I have to thank the Patreon. Thank you guys so much for being here. Thank you for the support. Thank you for the love. Like I said, if you are in that filmed in front of a live studio audience, now it is going to start taking effect. Uh, within By the back end of this month, it will start taking effect where you can come in and listen and watch the episode be recorded live. You'll get all the fuck-ups. Me sitting here going, oh shit, I forgot my water. Oh, I gotta open the window because it's too hot in here. You'll miss the green screen effects, but you'll see everything else. You'll get to see it live. And you know what? I think that's pretty darn cool. So thank you to the Patreon. Starting from the top, we have to thank the OG Noah. Thank you, Noah. After Noah, we have to thank Danny. Thank you, Danny. After Danny, we have to thank Marcus. Thank you, Marcus. And last, but certainly not least, we have to thank TP. Like I said, because of you guys, I can continue to create and move forward and love. So for 200, I put a question and there will be questions asked in the new discord, but I always put a question. I only got one response and it was after the time. And since I knew we were going to move discords, I just said, hold on. And I want to do something big. I want to do something that actually a friend of mine really wanted me to do. He's been, I don't know if he still listens. If you do, hello. Uh, if not, it's all good. I'm not mad at you. Um, but I want, I wanted to do this for a while because I had a totally different idea of who these people were whatsoever. I barely understood it. I know they're there. I know they show up in a couple, two games, I think. I'm pretty sure. No, I'm pretty sure it's just two games is what I read off the wiki. And I wanted to talk about it. And if you know me, you know, I love a good cult. A good bunch of just people who are like, I believe in the spacemen. I think that they're coming for us. We should all move to Africa and worship one man and drink Kool-Aid and eat rice and beans. So for episode 200, I thought I'd pick Hubology and the Hubologist and Dick Hubble, kind of as a whole collective. But if you would like to hear any lore whatsoever, make sure you join the new Discord. There is a link in the description below. This week's lore I picked, but normally I ask a question in the Discord, and the first person to get the question right picks the lore for the week. But this week, I picked Hobology. Now... Hobologists are a religious sect or a cult that are headquarter that their headquarters is in San Francisco, the pre-war city of San Francisco that will later be taken over by the Shi. And sometime later they will be in Nuka World, but we will talk more about that shortly. Now, it's a cult started pre-war by a science fiction author, Dick Hubble. By trade, Dick Hubble is a science fiction author, and his followers follow his teachings known as Hobology. Dick Hubble is also referred to as just the hub. <laughs> like, that's it, just the hub. So they believe that existence is a great wheel, right? Like, imagine like a giant, a giant like wagon wheel. And in the, in the center of it is the hub where Dick Hubble is. And all of the non-believers are what is, are in what is called the rim. <laughs> and that's what they believe. I'm going to get more. I'm actually reading their beliefs directly off the wiki for this one because I wanted to make sure I got it 100% right. Everything else is my notes and a couple other things I'm going to bop back and forth to the website. But I get all of my lore off of fallout.fandom.com. At some point, all hubologists will be called to the heavens to live with the Star Fathers on the planet of Questzel. Q-U-E-T-Z-E-L. Quetzel. Like a pretzel. 
but a quest for the stars. They will get there, and I shit you not, with the ESS Quetzal, which is a pre-war space shuttle that is nuclear power that is nuclear powered, and that's how they plan to get to this planet. There are many different levels of this religion, this cult, none of which is taken from any sort of real life allegory, any, or I'm sorry, real life analog. None whatsoever, but we'll get into that a little later. They believe that you can, that people have inside of them this thing called neurodynes and you can purify them. And that makes you closer to the teachings of apology. And the way you do this, the way you can achieve these greater levels of spirituality is by paying them. You give them money. And then they say, mm, yes, thank you. Your, your, your uh, neurodynes have been sorted and cleaned. The standard thing for you to get into hubology, to become a hubologist, is to donate all of your worthy possessions to the church as a show of good faith. Because nothing says, I believe in what you're doing, then here's all my shit. Oh, shit. Can you hear me? I just totally biffed that. <sighs> My, my little sampler just went flying. By donating large sums of money, you can up your AH, AHS level. By 2241, they have some influence in San Francisco. Some, not a lot, but they have some. And they also have one outpost in NCR territory. So it's kind of like their HQ, a couple guys, they kind of exist within Xi territory, kind of exist within the Xi territory. I'll get into this later, but a lot of the Xi and a lot of the Habology doesn't mix. And they have the one guy, there's a fella, I believe I have it in my notes, but there's one fella at an outpost in NCR territory who just goes by the Enlightened One. By 2287, there's a small group of hubologists, one of them uh, being a direct descendant of Dick Hubble, who is in Nuka World. And they're trying to use a defunct... <laughs> carnival ride, like, like, like an attraction of a UFO as a way to get to the planet Quetzal! The planet Quetzal, far, far from these stars. Now for the beliefs. And again, this is a part that I want to read directly off the wiki. Hobology is not based on anything else. There is no allegory. There is no analog. There is no... This is, this is not based on anything in the real world. Okay? There is not a giant building somewhere in California with something that sounds kind of like Hobology and is a certain color that represents something and is based off of the writings of a science fiction writer. None of this is based off anything real. I promise you. So this is for a, a quote from Phil Roller. Who you can meet in Nuka World. He says, the spirits of the dead are constantly trying to influence us. They reach into our brain and alter our chemistry to create neurodynes. Zeta radiation destroys some and drives the spirits away, but only for a short time. The rest of the paragraph, and like I said, I want to make sure I get this completely right. That's why I'm reading off of fallout.fandom.com. Hobology as a religion promotes the idea that humans are plagued by the spirits of the dead causing neurodynes to form. Neurodynes can, can be formed through contact with so-called suppressors, people that suppress one's talents and abilities. The neurodyne-infested brainwaves can trigger neurodyne activity in others, causing a cleansing process offered at hobology centers called alignment. 
Members can remove these negative influences and gain greater powers. This is done using Zeta radiation to destroy, to destroy some of the Neurodynes. Multiple alignments are therefore required. Each one destroys more Neurodynes. The degree to which a member has devoted his or her time, effort, and caps to Hobology accords him or her a numerical rank. The Hobologist leader, AHS9, holds the highest rank. As any living Hobologist with a second in command being a AHS7, guards are typically AHS4. In the group of Hobologists near Nuka World, Dara Hubble herself is also known as an AHS9. And the sole survivor could potentially become an AHS-8 if they're willing to spend the caps. Phil Roller, the man whose quote I read earlier, is a 7. Again, a quote from Phil Roller, The tools are man-made, but the process is a gift from the Star Father through his prophet, the Hub. Hubologists believe that their founder, Dick Hubble, or the Hub, made contact with the Star Fathers long ago. The Star Father lives on the distant planet of Quetzal in a constellation of Xiphus. Through him, the Hobologists have received the knowledge of enlightenment. The Star Father is a source of life on Earth, and the Hobologists believed that they are all his descendants, but that they have lost their way, led astray by Neurodynes. The Hub's grand plan, however, will save them. The Hub convinced the Great Star Father the hub, again, not the hub as, like, the location, the settlement. The hub is Dick Hubble. He goes by the hub. I wanted to make sure I made that apparent. The hub convinced the great star fathers to let the true faithful live with him on Questel, where they are forever saved from Neurodynes. The star fathers will free the full potential of their minds, and they will be able to do unimaginable things. Then, they will return to Earth to rule over mankind and end the influence of Neurodynes once and for all, and guide the rest of mankind to its full potential. Hubology uses the metaphor as a wheel in the sky to explain the existence, with Dick Hubble representing the center of the wheel. The Hubologists are extending spokes, and non-members are the outer rim crushed by the truth of their teachings. The existence of extraterrestrial life plays a role in Hobology, and as part of this, the Hobologists in San Francisco are trying to repair a pre-war space shuttle to leave the planet, and the Hobologists in Nuka World are trying to repair a UFO, which is actually a decommissioned park ride, like I said a little bit earlier. Hobology holds... That eons ago, we all lived peacefully in harmony with one another. Body, mind, and spirit were, were joined in all creatures, and the technology that existed boggled the imaginations. It was a time of peace, creativity, and alignment. And, in, and then the dark days came. Thark, Tharkzog, the pothole, <laughs> began to teach mind body began to teach mind-body delusions. And the sundering of the spirit and war arose. The Great War destroyed the souls and bodies and scattered the, their remnants across the universe. The Great Wheel came the Great Wheel came close to separating from the axle of existence. Its spokes broke in the rut that Tharkazog <laughs> had created. A new life and had arise. A new life had to arise, and arise it did, on the planet Terra, or Earth as the other planets across the universe. This planet was polluted by the soul pieces of the dead. 
This led to hate and misunderstanding, and war raged across Terra's surface, until one day a visionary realized that the only way to create peace, understanding, and enlightenment was to cleanse these soul pieces from this spirit's humanity. That visionary was the Hub. Hubology teaches that life exists on the Great Wheel of Life. Also simply just called the Great Wheel. <laughs> Dick the Hub Hubble rests in the center of the Hub. Followers of Hubology are positioned on the spokes, and those who do not follow his teaching are on the rim. Hubologists call these individuals Rim Meat. That's a great name. For the wheel turns over them and grinds them, and they do not appreciate its workings. The existence of extraterrestrial life plays a role in Hubology, and as a part of the Hubologists in San Francisco are trying to repair their space shuttle, the ESS Quartzel. The ultimate goal of this mission is to achieve effective godhood through essential means of restraints placed on the mine and then returned to Earth to rule over all of mankind and end the scourge that is the Neurodynes. The human race will only be able to achieve such goals under the guidance of Hubology. Central to the philosophy of Hubology are neurodynes and physical centers in the body called chakras in some other religions. The Hubologists hold that they are polluted by the spiritual remnants of the people who died in the war. Their psi energies imprinting into the neurodynes at birth and holding the denizens of the wasteland in an opposite state. Holding the denizens of the wasteland in an oppressive state. Alignment. A controlled emission of zeta radiation into the subject's brain erases the imprints freeing up the spiritual potential. People who remain in an uncleansed state are frequently so full of negative energy and polluted soul pieces that they drag down those who seek enlightenment. Oppressors should thus be avoided and shunned through a cleansing process offered at Hubology centers called alignment. Zeta scans remove these negative influences from the members. This is how they gain the title of Aligned Hub Seeker. Or AHS. The ultimate goal is for the aforementioned people to join Quartzel, knowing as the, known as the uplifting. When the Starfather calls all Hubologists home, they will meet their extraterrestrial brethren and move closer to the hub of the Great Wheel. Those who have made an effort to understand and embrace the words of the hub, no matter their AHS levels, will be invited to join the Starfather on planet Quartzel. Now. I wanted to make sure I got that verbatim. I wanted to make sure I did it the justice and told you exactly what it is. Although notorious in San Francisco, they are not very known outside of that territory. Uh, they do have the enlightened one in the NCR territory. If their if their beliefs are questioned whatsoever, they don't want anybody to say, "Hey, maybe this is wrong." Have you thought of it like this? Try this way. They will attack. It's on site. They'll threaten, but they'll attack. Since the she make up such a vast majority of San Francisco, they don't like <laughs> they don't like hobologists because it's all based in pseudoscience and the she being some of the smartest people in the entirety of the wasteland, east, west, north, south, the other side of the globe, all of it. The smartest people right here in San Fran. They're the the hobologist HQ is like not far from the Golden Gate Bridge. They don't like them. And even the uh, the she have accused hobologists of taking she people and brainwashing them and having them taken over. It's a huge uh, political point that nobody gets along. Nobody likes each other. It is just it's it's a it's terrorism. <laughs> They're terrorists. Like I have no other way to put it. You say I don't like your god, and then they shoot you in the mouth. So their hierarchy 
is explained a little more in Fallout 4's DLC Nuka World, where you see a little more of them outside of Fallout 2. In New Vegas, there's, as far as I know, no mention of them. Uh, I don't remember seeing that on the wiki. Let me check quick. No, it's just uh, Nuka World and Fallout 2. Um, there's, there's ranks, because of course there is. Now, I'll go a little more into how much money you have to spend to hit these levels, but there's eight levels that are obtainable until you become a leader like Dara or uh, Dick the Hubble. Sorry, Dick the Hub Hubble. So at number not, we're going to start at the very, very bottom and work our way up or very, very bottom, go to the top, work our way down. Number nine is Dara and Dick Hubble. They're leaders of sect of Hubology. Then there's AHS-1. It is 50 caps. I'm not going to bring into the speech requirements just because if you're just a lowly moron in the ways who can't read, 50 caps get you in. 100 caps get you to level 2. 250 caps get you to level 3. Four, level 4 is 500 caps. Level 5 is 1,000. Level 6 is 2,500. Level 7 is 5,000 caps. And if you want level eight, the highest you can go, it is 10,000 caps. Now, each one you get more and more rads. It's 50. By the end of it, you're missing almost half of your health bar. <sighs> Again, this is not based off of anything in real life. It's not. Stop saying it is. Because it amn't. And I'm offended that you keep saying it. This is a religion, gosh damn it. You know, much like something that this isn't based off of, this isn't based off, like, imagine if this was based off of some sort of religion or cult or what have you. You think they would have celebrities publicly endorsing it, trying to get people into it? Of course they wouldn't. This is the real world. This isn't a Fallout videos, James. In New Reno, there are two porn stars by the name of Juan Cruz and Vicky Goldman. Both, like I said, uh, porn stars. I like that I see on Instagram when they make those funny little videos. They say corn and then a star. I don't know why that makes me laugh, but it do. They speak very highly of the cult and are hubologists and try to use their celebrity to get other people to join hubology and read the teachings, the works, the writings of Dick the Hub Hubble. They believe that any real science is a problem and that the only person that you should ever listen to is anyone who is a level, is an AHS level 9. Again, I'm going back off the wiki because there was something that I wasn't quite sure when I was reading it. Despite these statements about science, they, they, the Hubbalich have a Dr. Crockett at their disposal who uses his natural affinity for technology to install a nuclear reactor on board of the ESS Quetzal as well as develop te techniques to harden power armor. They have a computer network known as Hublink, which is used... <laughs> wow. Which is... <laughs> I've read that before, and like reading that again, I'm just like, this is wild. Uh, which is used to document AHS-9's goal for the cult, the cult's outrageous finances and scientific calculations, and to get them closer to the Star Father. Now, the interaction you can have with them in Fallout 2 is in addition to their main base, they also have the NCR outpost. The Chosen One can visit either and receive enlightenment for a possible luck and or intelligence bonus. 
It's fun. Joining the hubologist afterward is not a requirement. It is possible to receive a penalty instead, so saving before, before beforehand is advised. Despite the hubologist's fervent beliefs, the player character can find evidence that the cult was first started as a hoax to get money. In San Francisco, the chosen one has an option of adding hubologists to their mad schemes of eliminating them as part of a she mission. Fun. Again, not based on anything real. The hobologists can be encountered again in Nuka World, where they have set up a hobologist camp. They desire to repair a broken UFO, like I said earlier, a defunct attraction from Nuka World. It's actually in the junkyard, if I remember correctly. And they need the aid of the Soul Survivor for this. Through alignments for which increasing amounts of caps must be paid, the Soul Survivor can get, a, get, a, can get a, aligned to the maximum rank of AHS 8. Each alignment destroys the so-called neurodines for the use of zeta radiation, like I said prior, and by the end of it, you're missing more than half of your health bar. They're a wacky bunch of fiends. There's no fun notes on here. There's nothing. Like I said, it's not based on anything. But this has been one I've wanted to do for a while. I believe in an earlier episode, I said the Habala just came out of the hub. Boy, was I wrong. It never surprises me how much I've learned about this series from doing this show. I mean, I've also learned a lot about like editing and like life and love and liberty and the pursuit of happiness and all that whack jazz. But here we are. We're here. We're queer. I guess. I don't know. I don't know who the f*** is anything anymore. Dick, Hub, Hubble wrote hundreds of books, some of his most influential being, Scientific Spirituality, Battleground Quetzal, Sir Father Above, Collected Shopping Lists, Notes and Musings, How to Sue Your Enemies Effectively, How to Create a Cult, Future Books to be Written When I'm Dead. But that is Hubology, my friends. That is the lore for episode 200. Thank you for being here. I love you. But we have to get on with the rest of the show. Hey, thanks for sticking around this long. It means a lot. I hope you're doing well. I know work's been hard. And I know that, like, you know, it seems like everything's going right. And as out of nowhere, the one linchpin falls and it's all over the place again. And you call your mom late at night and you're just crying. And she's like, what's wrong? And you're like, I don't know. I just need to get this out of me. I just need it out. I need whatever. And she's like, what is it? And you're like, I don't even know. I just know I need it out of me. We have to talk about something fun. We're going to talk about Starfield. I don't know if, the, if you find folks at home are excited about Starfield or not. I am and I'm not. For various reasons. I don't really like spacey sci-fi stuff. It's a new Bethesda game, though. The first real thing that they've made by themselves since Elder Scrolls. Really. Like, they own Fallout, but they didn't make Fallout. Like, they acquired it. And what not. So, there was a tweet that went out by Scalzi. I've talked about Scalzi on here before. He leaks stuff. He's not a leaker, but he knows a guy who knows a guy who knows a dude who knows a woman's who, who knows a woman's cousin's uncle's aunt who owns a van. And he gets information somehow. I don't know how. I don't ask these questions. I don't really care, to be honest. But there was a tweet that went out, right? And I have the tweet in front of me. I'll most likely have it on screen. It says, uh, Bethesda stuff I'm hearing from an anonymous source. Please take this with a grain of salt. Don't claim it as an inside statement from me. PvPVE, uh, game in development 
at Roundhouse. That may surprise you. Elder Scrolls VI set in Hammerfall. Elder Scrolls VI will have a political system. Betrayals, marriages, and factions matter in VI. No dragons in VI. They're, uh, Elder Scrolls VI in full development in the early stages. Target release of 2025-2026. Bethesda Game Studio Austin and Montreal working on Spy Team. Mando MMO at ZeniMax offices. Quake reboot in the talks. TES and Fallout remakes via In Exile. Now, I want that last part to be incredibly true, baby. But... That tweet later gets debunked, and then there's a person on a uh, forum website who is talking about how he used to work at Bethesda, was there for a while, and then left, and he went by, uh, I think his name was Nick, uh, he went by, I'm going to call him 008, I forget his full name, I remember 008, I wasn't following this because it's rumor and speculation, so I should give this heads up. If you're if you're trying to stay as blind as possible for Starfield, jump to the to the outro bit because this, this is the, this is the third segment. Jump to the part where uh, on the little timestamps it'll say outro because I'm going to talk about this for a minute. This this guy comes out and says, "Hey, this is right. This is right. This is right. That's wrong. This is right." More or less. And nobody knew how to react to this, but they're like, hey, man, you just you work for Bethesda. And on this website, I'll probably have a screenshot on screen uh, of of some of his interaction. His account was verified that he was a Bethesda game studio employee. And he's like telling these stories out of school. And he said the biggest thing to come out of it was that. Uh, was that uh, manual flying is in Starfield. I don't know if that's true or not, but like that came out. I'm going to link a juice head video like under this timestamp. There will be a link to a juice head video so you guys can check it out a little more in detail. Like I said, I don't really like dealing in speculation. Lone, the Lone Vault Wanderer, he did a video. It's not super helpful, to be honest. It's kind of like, hey, uh, rumors are rumors. He doesn't, he doesn't, he honestly doesn't say anything. I mean, it's not that I don't like the dude, but he just didn't say anything for like nine minutes. Like, the, the guy says all these things and then he requests for his own account to be taken down. So, did you do it? Is it right? Like, they, someone asked him, like, hey man, are you breaking an NDA? And he goes, I'm not revealing any new information. And I'm like, I don't know, dude, I think flying in space, like manual flying, like you get in this ship and you. This is uh, your captain speaking. We're going to be landing on uh, Quetzal 9, coming all the way from Terra 6 of the sub, uh, subparsec system. Like that sounds like a lot of fun. But, like, the dude's like, yeah, the engine's not great. Like, this doesn't work. We're, we're beta testing. We're doing play testing in the office every Thursday. Like, Homeboy comes out and says a bunch of stuff that he probably shouldn't say. And, like, the ramifications of this are going to be buck wild. Like, this dude is going to never work at a studio ever again because he's not going to be trusted. And it was on a verified account. It's, like I said, I'll have it on screen. It reminded me kind of like LinkedIn, the way LinkedIn works. But, like... I want to know what you guys are thinking. In the comments below, are you excited for Starfield? 
Do you think it'll be good? Do you think manual fly? Like what? But so horses kind of work. Or you can walk up a str- like just straight. Like <laughs> you can walk. You can go at a ninety degree, ang- like an eighty nine degree angle, and just go up in Skyrim. So like, do you think flying is gonna work? I think Fallout would work if you could have like a Radstag to ride, or if you can have like a Brahmin or a Bighorner. That would be super tight. It would totally work. But let me know what you think. The comment section is below, or join the new Discord. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being here for episode two, two hundred boobies. Thanks for being here for two hundred, guys. Uh, it's been a long time. Whether you've been here for the first, whether you just got here last week, whether you found us somewhere in the middle, thank you for being here. I love you. I love doing this. I love the show. It's been a journey, and I've enjoyed every second of it, and I'm happy that I get to share it with you. In the description, there is a link to our new Discord, and I would love for you to join it. I would love for you to stop in and say hey. Also, if you liked the intro music, it's by Shane Ivers. There's a link in the description below to his site where you can get all of his music at silvermansounds.com slash free music. Stop right there. All of his heaters. Throw a little uh, slash feather duster at the end there. You get the intro music and it's all free. Shout out again to the Patreon. Thank you guys. Redbubble where you can buy uh, some designs that we've created for the show. Follow me on Twitter. Links to everything in the description below. Again, thank you. 200 episodes of Atomic Radio Hour. I love you. Thank you so much for being here. It means the world to me. Be safe. Bye. Atomic Radio Hour Podcast. A Gulman Entertainment Production.